just quiet. That's what happens when we hit record. No, we're not always quiet. It's just sometimes, like right now. Like right now. And now. And also now. There's, see, I was trying to leave a pregnant pause, but you know, <laughs> I want to make, make sure the listeners are paying attention. You know what I mean? I'm the host. Right the I, can't, I can't leave pregnant pauses. That's my job is to keep things rolling. To be fair, I can just edit a pregnant pause in too. <laughs> it's true. Do do like a, a good like Obama pause in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is my job to keep things rolling. So welcome back, dear listeners, to Dance Robot Dance, uh, where we tend to discuss nerdy things in a very not safe for work fashion. This is our one hundred and thirtieth episode. I'm Tim. I'm going to be hosting this week. We are back to back on a two man crew this week. I have Mark with me. I am here. Hello. We are missing Christy this week. She is very busy at the moment, has a lot of irons in the fire, and hopefully some stuff that you guys will get to hear about eventually. But uh, for now, just Mark and myself kicking around, and uh, we're going to do two DC episodes in a row. That's your teaser for the meat of the episode. I don't know if we've ever done two DC episodes in a row. Yeah, I'm broken inside right now, just so we're all clear. <laughs> Only, well, except last week's at least had something to do with, like, your little corner of the DC universe. Like, it had some Batman shit in it, so. That's true, yeah, there is some Batman stuff in Titans. There was not some Batman stuff in this week's topic. No, so. there is not. <laughs> Which we will get to later. There was some pretty interesting news, just, like, you know, a day before we are recording this. Uh, so let's get into our nerdy news. First thing is that there is a legit Ghostbusters 3 uh, in the works right now, going to be directed by Jason Reitman, the son of uh, original Ghostbusters director Ivan Reitman. And it apparently is set in the, it's an actual sequel to Ghostbusters 2, set in the same universe as the first two Ghostbusters movies. Seems to have nothing to do with the 2016 uh, all-female cast Ghostbusters, for better or for worse, whether you like that movie or not. That's a good way to avoid me having my little rant, so <laughs> good on you, Tim. Well played, sir. Well played. I know it was divisive, uh, yeah. and some people liked it, some people didn't. There are, I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been upset about a sequel to that movie either, mainly because fucking what's her name kate mckinnon as holtman was outstanding and i I would pay to see a whole movie just of her like fighting ghosts (laughs) yeah but i'd rather like just that movie with just her and i guess like her mentor was sigourney weaver so like i'd watch the two of them go do ghost busty shit for like two hours i don't want anything to do with the rest of the team anymore (laughs) though so i'm kind of like i'm i'm fine where we're at here like this is I mean, it's funny too because like when we started, when you posted this or I first heard about this, I'm like, that has to be a fucking rumor. Like, is it April? Is it April already? Like, I was convinced it was a joke. Yeah. And then, it, it, like, it spiraled into a teaser trailer so quickly. Yeah. And now, like, we're seeing rumors of Ernie Hudson saying that even Bill Murray is going to return, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So is going on? <laughs> yeah. So in the course of like 24 hours, this movie was announced. This movie was announced by uh, Jason Reitman posting, I think, on Instagram. Uh, saying they yeah. finally gave me the keys and he had like the ecto in the background like the old school ecto in the background and then like the next like morning or some shit like that they dropped this like 30 no 45 second trailer that has like classic like uh, music and sound effects cues from the original movies that's basically a sort of slow zoom in on um, a barn and then we see in the barn like the ecto one in storage like original Ecto one and like just the right tone to like get everybody super fucking hard. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> just the sound effects alone. I was at half mast. So yeah. like, yeah. So I don't know. I was, I'm ex- I'm tentatively excited for this movie. Yeah. Now. It sounds so like happens. the, the little bit that Jason Reitman has teased about it so far is that it looks like sort of generational, whether there's going to be like a younger generation of ghostbusters and maybe they're going a stranger things kind of way with it. Maybe they're, protégés of the first generation maybe they're the kids of the first generation who the fuck knows but but yeah, we're don't know what we'll the what we'll to yeah. wait and see speculating yeah. i like we have no information right now except for like there is a movie happening that is apparently going to be like ghostbusters yeah. esque so hey we waited till harold ramus died to actually let this That's happen the unfortunate good job part, guys yeah. uh i imagine that i'm sure that they would have to at least uh, acknowledge that so We'll see. But yeah, then, and then, uh, as Mark said, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson both like retweeted the teaser, sort of implying that they are both on board for this project. So, not like officially announced or anything like that, but usually people wouldn't do that sort of thing unless they were involved. I would assume Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd is pretty involved at like all levels of Ghostbusters, everything. So I would assume he's pretty like. And Ernie Hudson doesn't really have much else going for him. Well, you just kind of like. Unless there's an Oz reunion in the works. Hey, man, he must have made good money doing that Oz show. It was HBO at its peak. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he really needs to even bother working anymore. I bet you his con appearances probably make a fair chunk of cash, too, because he's at every con. True. So this is true. I do love when Ernie Hudson shows up at Fan Expo. So there is that. I met him a couple of yeah. times. He's a nice guy. Good times. Yeah. You'll definitely hear more from Dance Robot Dance about that Ghostbusters movie. I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> so we also, last week on the episode, we talked about newly announced Star Trek series. Now we have another new Star Trek series confirmed, which is Michelle Yeoh's Star Trek spinoff. I think based on her like Mirrorverse character, like yeah. a darker Federation character. Well, that character is still alive and like bombing around the prime universe yeah. right now in, in continuity. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, based on her, uh, Philippa Georgiou, uh, from the mirror universe. So th- she was the emperor of the evil Terran empire and is now, yeah, as Mark said, bumping around the prime, whatever, whatever the main discovery universe is now Continuity's all the fuck out the window. Yeah. Basically like, I'm not even really sure if that actually is a prime universe or not. So like, whatever, I yeah. guess it's supposed to be. That starts tonight. Like we're recording the on the premiere night, so we are. Yeah, I'm actually quite excited to watch that. Yeah. So yeah, just more and more and more Star Trek. I think more Star Trek than I feel like most people probably need or want. This is but. this is, like they, some <laughs> of the shows they're announcing now. I'm like, I'm not like I don't need I don't need this show. This show doesn't do anything for me. Like Section Thirty One. I'm like I I felt like we said everything we needed to say on Deep Space Nine. Is that the kitty the kitty one or What's that? Section 31? Section 31? What's that? It's the spy like organization. Like it's the oh, Federation's okay. uh Tal Shiar or Obsidian Order or whatever. So uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It showed up a lot in Deep Space Nine and it was a big thing on that show. Gotcha. And that yeah. there's a section thirty one show as well. I must have missed it. Well, that's that. what this that's what this show is, is like she's oh, okay. working for section thirty one. Because like Discovery ah. was loosely affiliated with Section Thirty One. That's what those black the black arrowheads were early on in the season. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are section thirty one people, apparently. Like that's kind of what they've said. So Okay. But I just yeah. But the, the, that's not like the title of this series. It's just no, 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 no. It's just that she just works for section thirty one. Okay. So like that's All supposed right. to be the plot of the show. Is like her like the evil empress is now working for the evil spy organization inside the Federation or whatever. So she's like a double, triple agent or something like that. 
we'll, we'll have to watch and fucking find out, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. In stuff that we will be getting considerably earlier than the things we just talked about, the first trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home dropped and looks like a fucking blast. Yep. Super excited for that movie. <laughs> so I don't really know what else you could say about that. That was that was like the perfect time to drop a trailer. Just let's just do this thing. Yeah. Same day that for some reason, John Wick decided to drop a trailer, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There was the, the John Wick Parabellum chapter three trailer the same day. But yeah, that Spider-Man trailer, I mean, it was, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. It seems to be battling a team known as the Elementals, and then Mysterio shows up and looks like, based on the trailer, that he's a good guy, and there's a bunch of fucking Sam Jackson, and yeah. I was, I'm more more concerned about the bunch of Sam Jackson that was going on, because that is a storyline that I'm kind of more in tune with than like Mysterio, like, like replaying Incredibles 1 with Mysterio and Spider-Man is... Like, I'm sure it'll be fun, but like the spy, whatever, like the shield people, like getting their fucking hooks into Peter is more interesting to me yeah. as a Marvel nerd. So. Yeah. so Mark is implying that uh, maybe Mysterio is not what he seems to be and maybe is the one that's actually causing the like is behind the elementals. Maybe there's some of his illusions or something like that. And it might be a Incredibles one type plot there. So that will remain to be seen, but we'll see. Mysterio is like historically a villain so yeah. i'm assuming there is going to be some plot where he's doing something nefarious and sneaky because that's what he does yeah i mean it could be like they keep him good in this movie or something and then maybe the next movie Possible. he turns bad or something here happens that you know changes his motivation or something like that i don't know we'll see it did uh it did bring like it resurfaced a bunch of the old rumors about bruce campbell being uh playing mysterio in like a in like a Batman cold open to Spider-Man four where like mm. he was taking him in and he had been Mysterio all along or something like that. That was the plan. And it just never happened. Cause they never read the they never... fourth Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, God damn it. That would have been fucking awesome to have like <laughs> in continuity. Yeah. Bruce Campbell was Mysterio. Why? Good. Just because it was funny. Just all right. Yeah. Done. <laughs> because, done. because those Raimi movies just started getting crazy by the end. It got crazier and crazier by the end. There was another teaser that was pretty minimal, but uh, still got me hard as fuck. Uh, we got our first like real sort of teaser. Well, not our first real teaser. We've had more, but uh, we got another teaser for Game of Thrones season eight, where uh, Jon Snow, uh, Arya Stark, and oh fuck, who's the who's the other one in that trailer? My I didn't watch this trailer. I'm, I'm tired. Where did this My trailer happen? Uh, where Basically, the three remaining Starks. The who's the redheaded Stark? Uh, Sansa. Sansa. Yeah. So Sansa, Arya, and uh, Jon Snow are uh, walking through the crypts of Winterfell, uh, and it. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for that. I guess we've got just uh, couple months, just over three April, months. Right? Yeah, I think like April eighteenth yeah. or twentieth or something like that. So, no, April fourteenth, less than three months now. You know, yeah, we're less than a hundred days out from Endgame now. Oh, I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> Trust me, I'm. <laughs> The countdown's on my phone. I, I'm, I know, I know it's coming. Um, I'm dying for it. To, like, I mean, we got March in between that announcement. We do have Captain Marvel in between. We do, we do. So, like, that is that's what I'm really looking forward to right now. But yeah, I know 100 days. Like, that's pretty fucking quick. We'll be there fast. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Did you you mentioned the John Wick trailer? Do you have anything to say about the John Wick trailer? That's I know that's your thing. Looks like more John Wick, which I'm not going to say no to. So, <laughs> and there's a dog in it. And there is a dog in it. Pretty, so, pretty like, cute John pity. Wick and dogs. Yep. I like pit bulls. Pit bulls are awesome. So, 
yeah, I will uh, probably go see that <laughs> the same way I go see all those movies. I love those John Wick movies. And then I'll buy it in 4K so that I can watch him kill people in high def, like super high definition. High def blood splatters. And I like watching yeah. those movies a lot. Yeah, man. It all looks really nice in 4K. Another casting announcement from this Dune movie. I'm just going to keep talking about this fucking Dune movie because that's how pumped, hey man, I, pumped I am I'm for in. it. But Charlotte Rampling, if anybody saw a picture of her, you'd know her because she's just one of those women that's been in all kinds of stuff over the years. She is... I have to do this. I'm literally doing this right now because I don't know. <laughs> She's going to play the uh, the Reverend Mother, the like Benny Gesserit, like Queen Mother or whatever kind of thing. And I think that casting is fucking awesome. So I'm getting, do you see her? Huh. You recognize her? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I totally yeah. recognize her. Yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. She was in uh, Broadchurch with. Uh, oh, okay. I still haven't seen that, but. There it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was in Dexter too, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> she was. Yeah. yeah, so I'm still pumped for that. Fuck, Disney's really starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel in terms of these live action remakes. There is now a Hunchback of Notre Dame fucking remake in the work. Live action remake. Where the fuck did you see that? I didn't see that anywhere. It's on io9 this week. Is yep. it really? No. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Why? I mean, why? Why would we? I mean, they're going like they've done all their A-list movies now. And now they're like they... dropping down to B-list. I mean, there's. I guess they haven't done Sleeping Beauty, but they did like Maleficent, which is in the same you know universe or what it's Steam. Yeah, why don't they just and... like why don't they just get her to do like why didn't you why would you not just get her to do fucking like Sleeping Beauty now? Yeah. Like if you've weren't they doing another Maleficent movie? There's another one of those in the works. There is, yeah, there is a Maleficent sequel in the works. For so sure. why don't they just do like that Maleficent sequel and then do Sleeping Beauty and make it like a trilogy and then call it a goddamn day? I don't know. I've seen almost none of these live action movies and probably will continue to see none of them. And yeah, I saw Maleficent. Like it was, it was fine. I don't like, it wasn't anything like it didn't blow my fucking skirt up or anything, but you know, yeah, I sat through it. So yeah, like I didn't turn it off. Then again, we're not exactly the, we are not the target. target demographic well, for these I things. don't know. I feel like they are trying to target us with some of these, right? Because they're like, Hey, you know, those movies you love growing up, go see them. But you know, grim and gritty and live action kind of thing or whatever. Nah, they did that with the Transformers to me already, remember? Like, I didn't, I don't. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm not, I was never a Disney kid, though. Like, you, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. The fondness that everybody has for Disney mystifies me because I don't, I don't feel it the way everybody else seems to. Like, people get real, like, emotional about this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, saw them. Yeah. They were great. I guess I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Here, there's a n- big gaming news this week from Kutaku is that. Electronic Arts has canceled its uh, big open world Star Wars game that has just been in the works for ages and ages, presumably is as part of their Battlefront fallout and loot box controversy and all that sort of thing. So there's, I mean, a huge open world Star Wars game sounds pretty cool to me, but maybe not by EA, given how they've handled that property in recent years. What I did see on Kotaku this week, I haven't actually seen that article, but I did see another one about the uh, the the storied history of, or not so storied, but like the the kind of shitty recent history of EA making Star Wars games because it's not been like for being the biggest video game publisher in the world, they've done a really poor job of taking this franchise on and like doing anything good with it so far. Mm-hmm. So it's just been like canceled game or controversy or this that and the other thing like. I would have assumed that at some point they might actually put a game that I would want to play out, but like none of that has happened yet. Cause I do like pick at star Wars games here and there. And, but like nothing has come out that I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm interested in that. Well, did you just, say like, the giant online? Yeah. 
Did you did you you played a bit little Battlefront, didn't you? I did play a little bit of Battlefront. Yeah, like with Eric actually, like really early on, we played the first one, and then I I hopped into the oh, second yeah. one a little bit when it launched. Yeah. But like, you didn't play the most recent Battlefront though. Uh Battlefront two, I did, but like I didn't care for it a lot, so I didn't stick with it. And it was part of it was during that. Uh, They'd cut, I don't know, it's a huge thing. Like, you can basically get the game for $2 now some weeks. Yeah. So I just snagged it cheap and was like, I'll fiddle with it for like an afternoon. I didn't do much with it. But like, I don't like those big online multiplayer shooters. Like, we talked about Fortnite last week, and that was <laughs> enough of that kind of shit for yeah. me. So not really my scene. But like, if they did like a nice single player game, I'd be in- interested. But they can't seem to get one off the fucking ground. And it's been like, they have a 10-year exclusive contract with like Disney, like through like Lucasfilm through Disney or yeah. whatever. And they haven't gotten anything out. Like nothing good. Has it can't come out. be totally exclusive because there's that Jedi Fallen Order game that I mentioned on our 2019 like hype episode, and that one is a different studio. That is from Respawn, who made who made Titanfall. Yeah, but that's an EA studio. Oh, okay. So like EA is the big publisher at the top, right? Gotcha. And, like they'll just have multiple studios working on different. So like Dice is the one working on. They do Battlefront. And then they're like, obviously, Respawn's working on their game. And then, like, there was another game, another group inside of EA that was working on another game. Like, it's EA's a big fucking company, right? So yeah. It's not just one game at a time. Like, they do all the Maddens and all that sports stuff, too. So well, their publishing arm is massive. Come back next week for another episode of Tim Doesn't Understand How the Gaming Industry Works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're not going to be here next week, That's right? True. Next week, we have a guest next yeah. week. So... Uh, Paul does understand how the video game industry <laughs> works because he's actually even more of an avid gamer than I am. Yeah. So, yeah, a little preview for next week. It'll be Paul and I, I guess, because scheduling yeah. is insane. <laughs> so, so Mark, I know you've seen some of the more recent Mission Impossible movies. They are apparently making two more of them back to back right now. Hey, man, I'll watch <laughs> them. They are fun little action movies and they look nice and like they just they just nice, fun, like two hour action movies. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I hate Tom Cruise and, like, everything he stands yeah. for. But, like, I like watching him jump out of planes and do stupid shit that should kill him. Because <laughs> it's very entertaining to so watch. This is, these are apparently going to be uh, written and directed by uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who directed uh, Rogue Nation, the fifth movie. And so he, they're bringing him back okay. for the seventh and eighth movies now. <laughs> I was hoping they'd bring back the guy who did Fallout, because that movie was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, and, like, had a, actually... a. I shouldn't say a good role for Henry Cavill because like Henry Cavill has proven himself to be quite good in a lot of things. And it just even in, me out even in bad cast Superman. Yeah, I liked Man of Steel. You liked Man of Steel. Don't lie. I, I did like Man of Steel. That's the thing. But like I wanted yeah. more of it kind of thing. And like I kind of wanted a Snyderless version of that yeah, probably yeah. is what I was like looking for. But like it's cool seeing him like show up and stuff like, like did you did you ever see uh, Man from Uncle? No, I did not. I, I didn't hear good things about that. You should watch it. It's yeah, really okay. fucking good. Like, really good. And he's excellent in it. And he was in Fallout, and he was yeah. excellent in Fallout. But either way, like, I'll watch these Mission Impossible movies. I'm fucking in. They make tons of money for a reason, because they're just fun to watch. Like, they're not... They don't require a ton of brain... They're smarter than the fucking Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. So yeah. I'll give them that much, <laughs> but not by much. And they're, I, I guess. guess, set to have the same number... Wait, is Fast and Furious at eight now, or nine? We're coming up on, well, I think we're coming up on like 8.5 because I think the next one that comes out is the, the Rock and Hobbs one or whatever. Oh, okay. The Rock and Jason Statham and uh, Idris Alba one that's coming out, yeah. I think, this summer. And I'm, I'm sure those movies are drawing a big big chunk of the same audiences. So I would not I would imagine, yeah, they're drawing like 
mainstream yeah, action yeah. audience, right? Like that's like people like me who like watching big action movies. Like I'll, I'll go, I will watch both of them. Like I don't like the Fast and Furious movies all the time, but like the set pieces are fucking mm. nuts, right? And as a like film production nerd, like I, just trying to put together how they put the stunts together is half the fun of watching the movies. So, like just seeing the stunts like being performed is half yeah, the fun of watching yeah. the movies. So all right, my very last bit of news is uh, kind of weird and 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 fucking unfortunate, but. Uh, did you hear about this arson attack at an anime convention in LA this past week? So, no. I'm a little like, <laughs> so what had what? happened was there was this woman whose car got basically torched in a parking lot outside of her hotel. And there was like two or three other cars, I think that also uh, got caught up in the fire. And the guy that did it was apparently, and she's a cosplayer, like not like a super famous cosplayer, but like a semi-famous cosplayer. And the guy that did okay. it was apparently like her stalker. This guy that like made advances towards her and is all, I don't know if he's also a cosplayer, but you know, obviously is like an avid fan or Congo or whatever. And yeah, didn't like that. She rebuffed his advances and set her fucking car on fire. There's video of him pouring cans of gasoline on her car and setting it on fire. I, for one, welcome <laughs> the end of the world. I don't know about everybody else. I know everybody else is like fighting it, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe just let the fucking end come. Like, just let the waves wash over us. I think we're done as a species. I, I, yeah, I just cut. That's, that's nihilistic, Mark, for you for tonight. But like, guys. Yeah, then this is just an extension of like so much creepy like behavior that there is towards like cosplayers and just women in general at conventions where like guys think like, Oh, she's dressed up in a costume. That's permission for me to put my hands all over or fetishize her or objectify her or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like women in public more than anything really. So, I mean, you know, so don't be that guy. Yeah. Don't be creepy dudes. (laughs) Yeah. Try not to be that guy. Don't torch a girl's car. because She doesn't (laughs) want to go out with you. Cause like, which apparently is a thing that has to be said. Nobody, like, I don't know why we're having to say this on a podcast. I've been rejected a lot. Like, a lot. Guess what, guys? I've never let a car on fire. <laughs> yet. So, like, I'm feeling pretty good about myself today now. That's why, like, yeah. I don't know that's, if that's what I'm supposed to Yeah, exactly. That, that's, why this this, supposed to be? that's why I had <laughs> like, this on the news list. <laughs> just as an ego boost for you, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, just for me. So, like, Mark doesn't feel so bad about himself. It's like, oh, I didn't torch anybody's fucking car, yeah. all right? I didn't do that. I feel good about that. All right. But yeah, that was everything I had to add, unless you have anything in terms of news. No, I think it's time for uh, you to do a lonely sting for Geek of the Week, my friend. One is the loneliest sting. All right. It's time for our Geek of the Week, which is our segment where we discuss the nerdiest things we've done in the, since we recorded last. So, Mark, what was your Geek of the Week? I sat through the two most recent Superman animated movies uh, this week. And and you beat me to them, which is surprising. Well, I usually beat you to those animated movies. I like to stay on top That's of true. those things. Pretty, uh, I like watching those. They're fun. But yeah, no, so I watched, I, I'd been saving Death of Superman, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure I hadn't watched it before. But, you know, age and marijuana do things to the memory. So, who knows? <laughs> it felt new to me last night. But I, so I watched that. I had a really good time. Like, Death of Superman is actually quite good. Like, it's really well put together. And I do like the, the real Justice Leagues in the movie. Like, it is New yeah. 52-ish, but, like, when you go back and read the comic story, that is one of the parts that is, like, what the fuck is going on? 
is these random justice oh, leaguers that, like the, is that it's the the the, the, Giffen, the Giffen, Giffen justice league yeah, yeah with the, the booster blue justice league yeah not not the justice league that i'm like yeah that's the guy this those are the guys that i think should take on doomsday that's yeah. that team that i think should be taken. no <laughs> so like having the big seven kind of like involved in that fight made it feel a little bit heavier so that was kind of cool like i like the i like the way they handled death of superman in this new 52 ish kind of way because that's kind of what it is mm. right like it's a very new 52 style uh universe they've got going on and then like reign of superman i don't want to spoil too much i know tim's probably pretty excited to see this adapted it is pretty different from what you got in the comics like you you should be expecting a pretty vast change <laughs> it can't here. be it can't be more different than the last version, last well, pass that they did at this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at this story. So you do get you do get pretty good moments with each of the Superman. Good. So like the only one I I, I felt like the the cyborg one was kind of lacking a little bit, but like I felt like he was kind of lacking in the original story too. Like you, I feel like you spend more time with the Eradicator and Superboy and Steel, even in the original story. Well, Spoiler for our listeners, the Cyborg one turns out to be the villain in the story anyway, so, or They're, one of the villains in the story anyway. Well, he's so. the, basically the villain in the story, so yeah, you're not too far off. I mean, it's not like they're going to change that. That's a big plot point, right? So Yeah. And he becomes a big Superman villain going forward anyway, right? Like, he used him in yep. perpetuity through most of the 90s, even to now. Like, they still pull him out every once in a while now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he sort of became a Supergirl villain for a while. He hasn't been used maybe in the last year or two, but... Yeah, he's still still up there in terms of like the upper echelon of Superman villains, I would say. Yeah, cool. But yeah, like I I don't know, I had a good time watching like I think I think Rain was a little bit weaker than like the death side of it was, but like it's a bigger story that they're trying to fit. I still feel like it needs to be two movies, like the Rain side of it needs to be two movies because it does feel very compressed. Yeah, one one needs to be like the lead up to Co City, and the other needs to be like the fallout from Co City, or something like, like that. something like that. But like they they really like gloss over the funeral part of it, which like in the books is kind of the most oh, interesting I love part. That. Yeah, like that's the most yeah. interesting part of the story for me, anyway. The, so they, the world without a Superman stuff was really good. Yeah, they really like hop over like just like hey, six months later, and here's the Superman. Like that's kind of what they do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh, I know they want to get to the cool shit, and like they redesigned all the characters very nicely. So I'm like, I was happy with everything. I did say to Tim while I was watching it, it would be really nice if they spent just a little bit more money on these movies. So, yeah, because like they're good, but they're not like amazing. And they just like a little bit more would probably make them like really good. So, yeah, they they a lot of them do sit like sort of just on that cusp of greatness mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like if this, you know, if they spend a little bit money, more money on the uh, animation on this in yeah. particular, yeah. like the voice acting is usually really solid. Yeah, it's almost always and the writing's usually pretty good. It's almost always the animation that feels just like a little budget there's like and there's the funny part is because like there's sequences where you can tell they put some fucking time in like there's like mm. action sequences that are really really crisp and like well animated and stuff but then like the in-between stuff where they're just kind of bombing around talking i'm like yeah yeah you can see where they kind of chinsed out here yeah. and like this is the c team of animators yeah like everything looks good because <laughs> it's so cg on model kind of like it's hard for them to fuck it up but it is still like obviously not as like like wrapping around and like doing all the crazy camera moves when they're just kind of talking to each other as they do in the action sequences, but they get really involved in some spots. And it's like, I wish they were just a little bit more involved throughout the whole thing. And it would probably feel a lot nicer. So, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. They charge 20 bucks for these fucking things like every two months. So what am I really like asking for? Right? <laughs> so, yeah. And I always sit through them and kind of enjoy them. Like even like the shitty Constantine one that came out a couple months ago, I was like, yeah, it was fine. I was all right. 
It's Constantine. It's yeah. more Constantine. Yeah, I'm always happy with more Constantine. Yeah, I, there was actually it was playing in some theaters. They had the, they the two movies yeah. playing back yeah. to back, and I I kind of wanted to go see that, but timing just didn't work out for it. So. It was only one night too. Like it was the day before it came out on. on yeah, the it was one of those like fathom events or whatever yeah. kind of thing, one night sort of thing. So if I'd seen it around here, I might have like I might have thought about bombing out to one just because like I kind of sat through both of them in one night anyway here. So why not do it at the theater? Yeah, and they're like ninety minute anime movies, right? Like it's like less time spent doing than that than what, like than what I Blade almost, Runner or like or Avengers or something, or like what we watched yeah. this week, which was some reason <laughs> two and a half hours long. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck that. Why? We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to there. that. Didn't necessarily feel it, but like, yeah, two and a half hours long, guys. It is. It was. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my geek of the week is that uh, I am balls deep in disney trip planning right now you, you gotta uh, rephrase that like it, it, disney <laughs> and balls you can't we're gonna get sued like just rule 34 mark there's there's porn of it we're losing hosts and like you're trying to like get us sued now i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so alicia and i have for a couple months now i've been talking about doing like a good long disney world trip because in part because she's jealous because I keep getting to go down there for work like once or twice a year. That's and valid. she doesn't get she's, to come with me. She's a Disney nerd too. You know what I mean? She, likes she is. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, you go down there like three fucking times a year and you don't Something bring your wife. like that. You yeah. should probably yeah. take your wife to fucking Disney World if she wants to go. So, that, so that's what we're doing. Uh, end of February, beginning of March, uh, we're going for like a good like week long trip, which is... I can't remember the last time that I even I was down there for that long. So we're going to have a good long time. We're going to have hopefully some time to like relax as well as like, you know, crazy parks time. And yeah. uh, we're staying for any uh, of our listeners that are in the know in the Disney know we're staying at uh, Saratoga Springs Resort, which is a deluxe resort, which I actually got a pretty good deal on. I'm excited about that. I've never stayed there before. Don't stalk Tim and light his car on fire. Let's just. Yeah. Pat in the please. bud right now. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so right now I'm just like starting to like figure out, okay, what are we going to do? What day? And like booking our fast passes and like making dining reservations and all this really nerdy planning stuff that I always love to do on these sorts of trips. So I look forward to a long geek of the week where you explain to me what you did in in detail. And I just kind of look at you like, dude, I don't, I've never been there. I need to, I don't have any context for anything. Yeah. Oh shit. Speaking of which, we also discussed, so my industry's big trade show is in August in Anaheim this year, and Alicia is going to be in a conference in San Diego right around the same time. So we're thinking we might try and do a couple days at Disneyland, sort of in between the two. And by that time, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will be open. Okay. So I will potentially get to see a uh, report back on the new Disneyland Star Wars land and all the stuff on the on the West Coast anyways, because it's not opening uh, at Disney World until like the fall. So, well, I look forward to hearing the story of you publicly ejaculating uh, at a Star Wars ride. I'm going to have to like tape it down. You're, like, you're going to get arrested. <laughs> like That's just going to be provident. Like you're going to have a fucking problem, man. Like, Jesus. I, I think that I think they'll be used to it at that point, though. There'll be enough other people that are. Yeah. Two layers. I just want you to think like tight jeans and then baggy jeans over top. You know what I mean? Like just really get the <laughs> layers working for you to hide that bulge. Like multiple layers of like duct tape and yeah, like duct tape. You got crazy get that, glue and shit. Just get and... that shit down and locked down. Yeah. And then like 
make sure you have a system in place to ca- take care of the dribble that's going to happen. Because like, regardless, it's true. Of how <laughs> you need a little, it is, a little sponge. It's you're going to need to soak something up. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait! Yeah. Like, I'm going to be able to hear Tim fucking come from here. Like, yeah, the yell so, will be audible from Toronto when he gets there. So, if we do manage to make that work, it's going to be going to be pretty awesome. Uh, so. Well, I look forward to hearing about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so with our Geek of the Week out of the way, it is time for our Meat of the Episode! Fishy-smelling meat. Uh, See, you went there. All right, I'm in. Let's do this. So what are we talking about? (laughs) So I finally convinced Mark to go see Aquaman, the uh, DC movie that came out in December that uh, is... Taking the world by storm. Taking the world by storm. Made over a billion dollars now. Yeah, craziness. Yeah, directed by James Wan, who uh, is maybe previously best known for directing uh, Saw and uh, I think The Conjuring, um, but mostly yeah. known for horror movies primarily, and uh, starring Jason Momoa and fucking Nicole Kidman and Amber Heard and Willem Dafoe and Dolph Lundgren for some fucking reason. And Nicole Kidman and Dolph Lundgren, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what? is fucking happening right now <laughs> the Dolph Lundgren one was the weirdest one to me I was like I, he really seems like he does not know what's going on Nicole what Kidman, he's doing here who he's playing who, who hasn't fucking aged since like days of thunder like holy shit so yeah. like, when, and I know they were de-aging her on the opening scene but I was like how fucking old is Nicole Kidman right now because like, I don't she looks like she's like perennially 33 like, she just mm-hmm. always looks 33 Gorgeous yeah. woman, but like just always looks 33 and has 440 years now. So, <laughs> Something like, like that. What yeah. the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like a movie of very pretty people, also. Like, yeah, just, it like, really is. Really attractive people. And then, and then Willem Dafoe just to <laughs> offset it. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like, there's Willem Dafoe. Just Willem Dafoe, you know? Just <laughs> just Willem Dafoe and the shit out of it. Basically the only person in the whole movie who could actually act, but, like, he's doing his job, you know? Like, yeah. He's holding it down. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about Aquaman today. So, uh, Mark, what were your uh, sort of overall impressions? What did you think of Aquaman? I had a good time with it. It was, like, it was a fun run. Trying to sound so surprised. I was super fucking surprised. <laughs> this movie has no business being this good. Like, it's true. <laughs> no fucking business being this good whatsoever. I was like, wow. I'm sitting here. I've been, and like, you guys have been listening to me. If you've been listening to the podcast the last couple of weeks, I've been just like, yeah, I didn't go see it again because, like, I just, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, I didn't fucking care. And then we were like, we need a topic for this week. And I was like, well, I guess I can go see fucking Aquaman. And then I'll have popcorn for dinner that night. That's an exciting <laughs> time. So that's what I did. And I had a good time. Like, it was fun. Like, I have some, like, weird issues. It's way too fucking long. Like, I do not know. It does it not is. need to be two and a half hours long. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of shit they could have cut out of this movie that would have easily yeah. brought this down to, like, two hours would have been fine. Two yeah. hours and 25 minutes, like it actually is, is insanity. But overall, worth watching. It'll probably yeah. be even more fun to watch on Netflix when you can pause it and go pee. It's two and a half hours long, guys. <laughs> and you're just underwater most of that time. Yeah, and it's so. like rushing water sound effects <laughs> exactly. all the time. Like this is not I need somebody needs break. to do a somebody needs to do a study on that and figure out like if there were like if people were peeing more often during Aquaman than most than most movies, like that than like Lawrence of Arabia or something like that, which is set in the fucking <laughs> desert. 
this is totally anecdotal, but I did feel like there were people walking up and down the fucking stairs a lot more in the screening I was at than I, I yeah. used to. But it is like I did go see it. I'm used to going like opening night, so everybody there is kind of a diehard, and like I'm not fucking moving. Yeah, yeah. Me. I'll piss in my seat. Like yeah, I'll, I'll piss, <laughs> I will me. piss myself rather than leave <laughs> for an opening well, weekend Avengers movie or whatever. But like they all got their depends on. Yeah, so it's like it's a couple weeks in, obviously, when I go, I went and saw it. But like, yeah, it did feel like there was a lot more people going up and down the stairs, and I was feeling it by like the last half hour. I was like, all right, <laughs> let's get this shit over with. We've been underwater for two hours. I need to pee like crazy. But yeah, <laughs> shouldn't have ordered that large coke. <laughs> yeah, no, I always you know, like, do, and I always bad fucking it. idea. So good though. So good. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So I, I was pretty much the same. I enjoyed it overall. Wasn't particularly deep. It's just a fucking romp. Yeah. Not as surprised as I was, I don't think, Tim. <laughs> Tim was more like... No, oh, no. Oh, it, was, it was about what I was expecting from it. It was also sort of what the reviews were generally saying. Like, you know, don't go in expecting, like, fucking Blade Runner or some shit like that. Or, you know... Oh, dark, like Dark Knight. Let's just say the Dark yeah, Knight. Yeah, the Dark Knight. Or, yeah. yeah, but but it's it's entertaining. It's fun. It's I found it pretty engaging and visually pretty interesting overall. It was pretty cool. Yeah, looking. Yeah. I agree. It was a little overlong. That's my main gripe with it, which we'll, I'm sure we'll sort of discuss a little bit more later on. But what what was it you really liked about the movie overall? Basically, it made me like Aquaman as a character, which has never happened before in the history of time. <laughs> yeah. Even the Timverse never managed to make me actually care about Arthur Curry as a character. And that's saying something because I cared about a lot of characters that I did never gave a shit about until I saw them in the Timverse. Mm-hmm. Aquaman was never one and like yes he's a joke like I don't really like I don't adhere I read the Peter David run at one point yeah because in the 90s, mid 90s kind of thing but like I was reading a lot of weird shit in the 90s so I can't really comment too much on it and it's been a long time since I read it so I don't know if it holds up or not but like I cared about Aquaman on top of that I cared about Mara too I really liked Amber Heard in this movie so she was good I don't know what the fuck how they yeah. managed to do that make me like both the leads enough that I was like, I'll sit here and watch this for two and a half hours, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, everybody was pretty good in it. I did like the the main villain, the Ocean Master guy. I was like, I needed to Pat- figure out Patrick what he was Wilson. From. Yes, he w- he played. We played uh, Night Owl and Watchmen. That's what as it was. The, you know the biggest like genre call out for him, but he's been in tons of fucking movies. Yeah. He looked like somebody who had played somebody in House of Cards. Like he played a Republican in House of Cards at some point. And I was like, I feel like that's that guy, but it might not be him. Either way. Maybe. Could be. He was he was good. He like he plays that uh autocratic white really male arch. asshole yeah. really well. So like he was a good foil to Jason Momoa's kind of like swaggering, drunken goofball Aquaman. So Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen Aquaman characterized this way. Is this like a way they do Aquaman? Because it did yeah. not feel like anything I'd ever seen before. Um, maybe not quite in like the sort of swaggery, like, I don't know. The Jason Momoa. Yeah, exactly. Kind of way. But they have been swinging him this way more in recent years where it's a little more sort of rugged and maybe not to, well, there have been, he has been like, you know, deposed multiple times in the comics or like exiled from, from Atlantis type thing where you get to see him more interacting with humans and living on land primarily and that kind of thing. So yeah, the story itself is pieced together from about six or seven different storylines in the comics, which was interesting to see, you know, as, as somebody that has, hasn't been reading Aquaman for like 
the entire time I've been reading comics, but I've been reading them at least for, I guess at least for like 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it integrated, took elements from a bunch of different stories, integrated them pretty well for the most part. My concern with that is that I feel like they might have sort of blown their load on this movie and not left a whole lot of room for a sequel in terms of story. I will have to get there eventually, but like there is definitely like, and this is more like a meta question about the entire universe. Cause like, where the fuck do they go now? Like now Aquaman is this giant billion dollar success. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's leading anywhere really at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like there's now, but it's in this like dead DCEU kind of thing, which is maybe, which is maybe what they're trying to do is, I mean, they're obviously DC's obviously trying to, lean more into a model where they're doing more standalone sort of movies, not necessarily the big, like super tight in continuity that Marvel's doing. So they're, you know, for the long time, obviously they were trying to like emulate Marvel. Now they're saying like, okay, we tried that didn't work so well, still made a bunch of money on it. So let's put that into developing some, you know, our own sort of model of a comic book universe. My problem is I still want like the tied together DC universe. I just want to do it properly, you know what I mean? So I guess maybe we need a reboot or like, I mean, and that's the thing with the comic book movies. Like, I feel like we might be coming up on one in Endgame anyway, but this could be a good time to kind of hit like a slight reboot kind of like time. Yeah, reset button kind of thing. Like do a, maybe do a Flashpoint, like do the Flash movie. And if it's going to be Flashpoint, reset a bunch of shit. New Batman, new Superman. Let's rebuild a little bit and go forward. But like I, right now I'm looking at him like everything seems very disparate. The next movie is what? Birds of Prey uh, or Shazam. Oh, oh, Shazam, which I have no interest in. Like, I have even less interest in that than I do in this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shazam, and then I think maybe the Birds of Prey movie 2020. Well, Wonder Woman's got to be in there somewhere. Wonder Woman 84. Wonder, Wonder Woman, I think, is summer 2020 now. Yeah. Or, is it? no, I think yeah. it's this summer. I think it's July this year, like 2019. No, it, it got pushed back. Wonder Woman. No, did it? Maybe it got, maybe it got pushed back to like a Christmas release this year, though. Because it was July. But either way. So they have a slate of movies going oh, forward that are June June fifth, twenty twenty. I was right next summer. Oh wow! Yeah, huh. but I mean, if it's if it's anything like the first one, I'm willing to wait for it. So, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, though. Like, they have some franchises that are going to continue to like, I guess, limp forward in the DCEU. But like, yeah. Well, I what? mean, maybe it's good for them not to rush it because, yeah. I mean, let's look at the Marvel movies. Like, they didn't rush it to start, kind of thing. Like, they were putting no, out, was... like a movie, like every couple of years or something like yeah. that to start out. And then now we're at the point where they're putting out like two or three a year. Uh, we're getting three or four this year, if I'm not mistaken. Are we not? No. We're getting uh, if three. you count, if you count far from home. Yeah. We're getting three this year. Yeah. Sure, Mar- right? Captain Marvel, uh, far from home um, and, uh, and Avengers and, and game. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it's starting to become an apples to oranges comparison to yeah, say, yeah. hey, look at the MCU versus what DC's doing over here, because tonally they're trying to do something a little different. And uh, I think in world building, they're kind of trying to develop their own sort of niche worlds within yeah. this larger world rather than this big overarching interconnected world. I would argue tonally, I feel like Aquaman owes more to the MCU than it does any of its predecessor movies in the DCEU, except maybe Wonder Woman, which also kind of feels more like an mcu movie than any of the other ones before it also so there is there's strains of mcu tone yeah yeah well the one thing that uh since we're sort of talking about tone and and style is that this was very different from any other superhero movie in terms of sort of the different genres that it weaves together 
Yeah. Because you do get like that comic book, you get some sci-fi. Like I got a real and this is partially the effects, I got a real like Tron Legacy vibe from it. Yeah, um, there's some of that. You get like fantasy elements, adventure elements, like tomb raiding kind of elements. Yeah, I was like, there's a little like romancing the stone kind of vibe between them while they were yeah. like bombing around the like the world, really, like which is a very romancing the stone thing. Or like Indiana Jones, I guess, also is like that kind of genre where they're yeah, yeah. you know going from place to place looking for a trinket, I guess, to you know solve the mm-hmm. big problem that they're having. So and then there's like some some like palace intrigue, political intrigue to it as well. Yeah. So it's very different than any other comic book movie in in that aspect in terms of pulling all these disparate elements together and mostly jiving them together pretty well yeah it did a pretty good job of like yeah mel- melding a bunch of disparate parts kind of together nicely yeah which i guess is credit more to like the cast that heavily held a lot of it together like they did a really admirable job <laughs> of like not sucking throughout the entire movie yeah that's an awful way of saying well, like, i enjoyed everybody in it so yeah i mean i jason momoa i was okay with him like his performance was good it wasn't great for me but i have personal issues with jason momoa like preference issues with him having to and do with like, like having having like read a lot of stories about him just being like a real like alpha male kind of asshole in yeah, public like drunk like stories about like drunken property damage and like starting fights and the one thing that really pisses me off about him which a lot of people seem to find endearing and i just find like really toxic masculinity kind of thing is his tendency to do photo ops at cons where like he gets the woman and like hugs her or something like that and like pushes away the male partner or like Uh has the male male like her like boyfriend or husband or whatever like stand off to the side like looking sad i'm like really dude like is that necessary at that point he's just playing this fucking he's playing a social media character all over the place right like he's just jason momoa yeah exactly so i mean whatever man and i guess that's his brand but that's just not a brand that i really am interested in is alpha male fucking like super masculine douchebag i'll say whenever i look at him i just see like vince mcmahon's wet dream like he looks like Roman <laughs> Reigns the uber roman reigns to me like that's all i see when i see him it's just it's like this super fucking jacked like kind of polynesian yeah like vaguely polynesian guy who's just like ripped to shreds like just huge and massive and i'm like yep that's exactly the kind of guy vince mcmahon would love because he's he looks like he's the rock's cousin yeah actually he, <laughs> he probably is somewhere down the line because yeah but yeah anyway. i mean jason momoa is not like my ideal take on aquaman but it works i like I'm, yeah. I'm willing to buy into it yeah, and that's like that, that kind of worked for me because I was like like the the traditional comic book Aquaman that I have read. I'm like it's not really a character I want to go watch in a movie. So yeah, I don't mind having like if Jason Momoa is just gonna like Jason Momoa all over the movie. At least he's entertaining enough that I will watch it for two and a half hours. Yeah, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he kept me interested for two and a half hours. So yeah. which is something I can't say for the cast of Justice League. So <laughs> fair enough. One thing I really enjoyed about it too was that they really featured and lean into like the aqua telepathy, like talking to fish thing, which is the one thing everybody either ignores about Aquaman or just straight up jokes about. And yeah, they, they like have a little bit of fun with it too, but like that is ultimately like his big fucking power in this movie. And of course, like they had to do it with Julie Andrews. And yes. like have him like unleash the Kraken, which was great. <laughs> I thought I was like that was pretty cool that like he got to control her and like do that yeah. whole yeah that big, huge, like, huge Leviathan. Its name was uh, K- Karathan. 
Um, Rothen, yeah. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, they're long been teased that uh julie andrews was doing like a cameo in this movie but nobody knew who the fuck it was and then it turns out to be this like crazy massive guardian of the deep character yeah it's like this cthulhu-esque like monstrosity at the bottom of the ocean that's like protecting the original trident or whatever yeah yeah the macguffin basically of the movie so yeah it was a cool effect first of all and second of all like like when julie andrews started to talk i was like I can't believe they got her to fucking do this shit (laughs) like how do you get julie fucking andrews to do this shit yeah, who convinced her? Like, how much? Especially money- her, like hardcore, like Disney person, to come across the aisle and do this. Exactly. Like, you think she would have been like somebody in fucking like Avengers or something like that? Like, that's the voice of the Watcher you pick, right? Because yeah, Disney, yeah. right? <laughs> nope. Somehow they got her to play fucking Cthulhu, or basically in like an Aquaman movie. Yeah, baffling, <laughs> baffling. But it worked. Oh, it totally worked. It was yeah. great. I was like, I was laughing in the theater. Like, I don't think anybody else really got the joke that I was like kind of sitting around, but I was like, holy shit, this, this is fucking Mary Andrews. Poppins. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening yeah. right now? But I liked, and I, I've uh, seen some like interviews and stuff with James Wan where like right from the start, he wanted to really lean into that. He wanted to put that in the forefront was, you know, that Aquaman's like one of his, if not his biggest advantage is that he can communicate with sea life and you know that there's incredibly powerful fucking creatures in the sea and if you can you know i don't know if it's like bend them to your will but like i'll have them ally with you then that's a fucking really that's a huge advantage (laughs) yeah yeah as long as like they haven't been wiped out by global warming or something like that you got a lot of like yeah yeah a lot of like oh man army to build how heartbreaking would it be if like his army of like fish was like half of them are like stuck in like six pack plastic six pack rings and shit like that or like <laughs> or I did, poisoned or like dead coral reefs are like lining up behind them and shit yeah that's uh it's kind of sad actually <laughs> there was a little bit of that like uh you know environmental slant to this but it wasn't it wasn't really like beat you over the head with it which brings brings up my the the perennial question where like all of the warships and all of the garbage from the ocean get dumped on the surface we're Superman. Like <laughs> Metropolis is near fucking water. <laughs> I saw those movies. Yeah. It's near water. Shit must have fallen into Metropolis. He must have seen something. Where the fuck was he? Because it's so weird that like they dumped nuke subs onto like shore. Yeah. And no Justice League mentioned. Like he didn't even be like, I should probably call those guys and tell them what the fuck's going on. Cause like shit. Like maybe maybe this happened shit. while he was dead. No, that's that doesn't work. That doesn't make any sense because then <laughs> Bruce would have fucking seen it because he was watching the whole world yeah. satellites and shit at that point. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it was that was just I know I bring it up every time we do one of these movies, but it was like that was the point where I was like, this is a little questionable. Like, yeah, that's a big thing to do and not have the now very established Justice League. Yeah, not question. I'll agree with that. Absolutely. So let's see what else I'm gonna say. I mean, technically, I or from from a sort of production standpoint, I was impressed with the movie overall. Like the effects were fucking on point. Uh, there were some really crazy technical achievements. Like I don't know if we've ever had a movie that, I mean, you need to look at like something like Finding Nemo or whatever. But a movie that was like a sensibly quote unquote live action that had this much underwater content underwater. to it. Yeah, yeah. No, they did a really good job. I I would be. I, I like I can't really talk to it because I don't know enough about the production of the movie. It is something I would like to look into. I bet you that Blu-ray is going to be really interesting, like packed with uh, yeah. supplemental shit about like how they put all this stuff together. And I'll be interested to watch it because yeah, they did a lot of stuff that was like that 
actors are underwater or near water and like that can get real dicey real fast mm-hmm. and especially in this kind of volume that they're working in so they did a, a lot of cool stuff in this movie that was uh outside the norm that you would usually see yeah uh, yeah like the and and a lot of the like you know it could have been stuff that they just kind of phoned in or like they were you know just did a really sort of quick tracking shot or something like that rather than really like giving you a good picture but no they like took time and were like we're gonna take you right through uh atlantis and you can see all these different areas of it that have their own sort of different feels to them and like the cities were like unique and vibrant and bright and like i was just interested to look at them like i found myself being there like being like wow like i could take this in for like five minutes kind of thing yeah, they did a really nice job, like the set design and stuff. I'm not sure how much of it's pulled from the comics because, again, not an Aquaman like connoisseur by any stretch of the imagination. So, like, I don't have enough. It's not like when we saw Doctor Strange, and I was like, I saw some of this magic stuff was pulled right out of panels from Ditko stuff that I'd read. Like, it wasn't. Yeah, it's not to that level kind of thing. But like, it looked cool, and they did a, a really nice job of like making each diff- of those different kingdoms feel disparate from each unique, other, and then yeah. like and unique, and then also like the way Atlantis feels is so alien compared to how you feel when you're on land and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they do a really nice job of making it feel like a completely different world under there. Yeah. Almost like an alien world, even though it's still technically on earth. Yeah. Even though there are white people wandering around as there <laughs> are want to do in these movies. Yeah. So, but the one scene that really sort of took my breath away that uh, scene, and this was because of the way that it was shot and the way that the effects sort of all, everything came together on it. Uh, that scene where I think it's Mara and and Arthur are getting swarmed by those like trench creatures like from the deep. Oh yeah, and they zoom out, do like a real wide shot where it's like just us, just swarms of them, and it's only lit by those flares. Like yeah. that shot was gorgeous, and I was like, this does not have any right to be in this movie like this feels like yeah. it, it's too good for this movie like the one thing that i did note there is a the, i think the biggest like tonal like rip that i felt was thor ragnarok and that was one of the like tableau kind of pieces that i felt like yeah thor did yeah in that movie. yeah and i was like oh they lifted not because there was bits and pieces were like because the soundtrack came up a lot and like became more prevalent <laughs> in this movie than it had been version of toto's africa Fuck, that was horrible, but like, yay, you do you, guys. Like, <laughs> you do you. But yeah, like, I, they did that kind of like, um, we're going to have the pop music kind of interlude here. Like, it was the, that Guardians of the Galaxy moment where they bring the, like, whatever he's listening to up into the foreground of it. Like, that came up a couple times. And then, like, some of the action sequences got tableaued in a certain way where I was like, this felt kind of like what Taika did on yeah. Ragnarok yeah. in the best way possible. But, like, it, you could see where they were like, we can co- pull cool shit from a million different places and make a cool Aquaman movie. Yeah. And they kind of managed to do it, which is, you know, fucking big ups on them. Cause I was not expecting to enjoy this movie the way <laughs> I did. So, yeah. And, and also in terms of production design kind of stuff, I thought that they did a pretty good job of adapting the comic book costumes, which to be fair are pretty campy. Are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah are, like, ridiculous. And, and especially that orange Aquaman costume that he gets once he does get the, uh, the, you know, uh, original king's trident kind of thing like that was that was fucking like that was the one i was like i don't know how they're gonna pull this off but they fucking did yeah no it looked pretty slick i was pretty happy with it like everybody's costumes were pretty good for the most part like the the mirror costume is a lot in the push-up like, bra involved in it yeah oh my god 
She looks great. Like, oh yeah, was a gorgeous woman. Like she looked amazing the whole time. But like she was the did one. Not look like it was. Yeah, she was the one character. Like, did like not look comfortable. Yeah, like the character design on that I thought could have been gone through maybe one or two more revisions or something like that. Like it was, it yeah. was good, but I felt like it was. Is it, is it not the same costume they used in Justice League? Like I'm pretty sure they just. It must have been. One, yeah, one. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For what? For Mary? Um, you mean? But, yeah. Yeah, it must be. So they were kind of stuck with it. Yeah, so I guess they were kind of stuck. But that is her kind of canonical look, like that big green. Because because these people only have one outfit, apparently. I don't know. Hey, man, I don't know. <laughs> these people jump around in the same bat suit night after night. Um, so, like, I don't know. Like, I know Alfred, Alfred's, Alfred's either cleaning that stink. thing every fucking day. Or, like, it stinks to high heaven. like Or it self-cleans the- now because it's, like, Wayne Tech shit, right? Yeah, super high. But like, tech, imagine yeah. that '60s outfit. Like, you know that Adam West outfit stank the high heaven by the time a season was over. Like, they were making multiples of that thing because, like, spandex yeah. doesn't breathe. Like, that shit's uncomfortable and like smelly. So, <laughs> what about villains? We talked a little bit about Ocean Master, about Patrick Wilson. I was pretty happy with him, but I thought I, I much preferred Black Manta to Ocean Master overall. Aside from the fact that, like, I still think that 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 helmet didn't translate quite the way they wanted it to. <laughs> yeah like that was the one thing i was like ah oh, god just like another couple pa- like i could have got a pass i could have done that yeah. i could have nailed that you know what i mean like and i've seen it in comics and i've seen it in comics where i'm like if you industrial design that right that works in real life like with the even mm-hmm. the big thing but they did not do it and i was like god damn it you almost <laughs> had me on black manta here and you fucked it up with that helmet but at least they did like come up with an explanation right like yeah. it was that the the two eyepieces had to be set wide apart yeah. or else the energy didn't focus right or whatever yeah. kind of thing like it would explode otherwise and so, like you know it wasn't just like hey he just looks like this that's yeah. all <laughs> yeah it still was like whew, not not a good look but uh he was great like i really liked the character and the way they played him off and he was like intense yeah. like intense yeah. so i quite enjoyed yeah that. and that's that's a direct take on sort of yeah. the current iteration of that character from the comics and yeah they nailed i think his characterization i think they nailed his motivations in that you know there was that sort of original like him and his dad kind of thing Mm -hmm. and arthur sort of causes his dad's death and doesn't you know he could could have saved him but decides not to sort of thing and that comes becomes sort of a story point for there later and you know uh, and and i was actually surprised the amount of character development not just like in like Arthur in Black Manta in uh, Ocean Master, like a lot of different characters get a you know have pretty significant development, which I was not really expecting. Yeah, I wasn't expecting like character moments for like Mara and stuff like that. I was like, oh, they're gonna have yeah. Amber Heard just look pretty, right? Like we're not gonna do anything with that character, and they ended up like doing stuff with the character. I was like, oh, well, the guy they're well, they're subverting expectations, which is I guess unexpected. So that's yeah. cool. Like it was fun. <laughs> so. Um, and I mean, even uh, even Atlanta, Nicole Kidman's yeah, character Nicole Kidman, that like yeah. wasn't in, you know, was only in like 25, 20, 25 percent of the movie. Like she had some great moments. She had like some fucking badass moments, too. That her fight scene at the beginning was fun. I was like, I was blown. Yeah. That's what that's what kind of caught my attention, because I'm like, I'm like, all right, she looks good. Like they did a nice job with that de-aging stuff. Must have rented it from Disney. I imagine <laughs> I don't. And like their thing, like their little fairy tale romance was kind of cute and stuff like that. Like that worked nicely. Which is just mm-hmm. another genre that they're bringing in because it's basically like fairy- little mermaid kind yeah, of thing. It's like yeah, like little mermaid <laughs> kind of stuff. So it's like fairy tale, like Disney stuff. And then like out of nowhere, she just starts ripping fucking guys apart. And I was like, what is yeah. happening now? Yeah. 
when did Nicole Kidman become like yeah. action hero number one? Like, put her yeah. in the John Wick sequel. Let's do this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could have just had it where like you know the Atlantans come and just they get Arthur and that's it kind of thing. Yeah. But no, they were like, no, she's gonna fucking put up a fight. And she does. She like slays a yeah. bunch of motherfuckers. That was like the Batman scene in Titans. Like she just rips guys apart. <laughs> or the Batman scene in uh was it Don no in Justice League where like the, the oh, desert, like the, the vision one in Oh uh, okay. I thought you were talking about the warehouse in Batman v Superman, which I was like I mean, that also, one too. He also ripped <laughs> motherfuckers apart in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I really want that Batman solo movie. Like I think that's where I'm at now. Like I just want Batman solo movie. <laughs> Because like they've proven they can do a Batman solo movie, and they've proven they can do an Aquaman solo movie and a Wonder Woman solo movie. The only character they can't seem to like 100% nailed out a solo movie for it seems to be Superman now, which is really yeah. depressing. I think it's like about 80% Affleck just going back and forth on whether he actually wants just, to do it and whatever. Re- and Flashpoint wanted- recast, baby. Flashpoint recast. I don't know. I like I like Batfleck, and I want to see I do a, too. a Batfleck I, solo movie. But if the, if it can't happen, it can't happen. Yeah, like I've been I've I'm super on board for Batfleck, and I wanted that solo movie, and I've been like very upfront about wanting that solo movie for a long time. But like, shouldn't get off the pot, guys, because there's a Batman <laughs> franchise. You could be like just making because that's the problem. Batman's a franchise on his own. Like that's a yeah. billion dollar franchise that you can spin out like with Birds of Prey and Nightwing and Titans and all this other stuff you can like kind of branch into it. You can yeah. make a Batverse movie cinematic universe and not even include the Justice League people ever. Just do Batman yeah. stuff. But like we haven't got there yet. Why the fuck aren't we there yet? Anyway, Aquaman was a lot of fun, right? That's what we were Aquaman talking about. was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, the other the other one that was really surprising for me in terms of uh, performances was I fully expected Willem Dafoe just to fucking phone it in on this shit. Like that he was just there for the paycheck because like his kids wanted him to do a comic book movie. Another comic book movie. Like he's yeah. already done one. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, he's done two actually. So this is three because he's in Spider-Man yeah. three. I don't know if yeah. he acknowledges the fact that he's in Spider-Man <laughs> three, but he was in that fucking movie. And Willem Dafoe as Volko, for anybody that knows the comics, it's a weird choice. Volko is usually like sort of a more portly character and sort of a little bit like of a more of like a snivelly kind of like visor to the royal family or whatever. But I was surprised by Willem Dafoe's performance. Uh, It was I mean, it was pretty Willem Dafoe. It's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, but like Willem Dafoe (laughs) is going to play Willem Dafoe, right? Like, yeah, (laughs) but it was uh, it was solid. So what's that character's name? Volko. Volko. V-U- okay. Yeah. V-U-L-K-O. I heard. I heard a bunch of weird shit, and I was like, "Why do they name him after a car?" Wait, Volva? Volva? What the fuck? Yeah. What did they say? <laughs> like, the pronunciation of his name was a little hit or miss. So I was like, "What the fuck's that guy's name? Why is he named after yeah. like vagina parts?" No. Wait, <laughs> a car? No. Wait, what is his name? I had to look it up in the credits. But yeah, like I surprised when Willem Dafoe shows up in this kind of stuff. It's the same as Julie Andrews. They're like. How do you get Willem Dafoe to just kind of like, I mean, I guess paycheck, but holy shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I But it's like, if you look up like pictures of Volko from the comics, he's like this balding guy with a beard that's like kind of fat and pudgy. And a lot of the time he's depicted as kind of sniveling and like beta male or whatever, however you want to put it. But uh, this was a, a different take on it, but a take that I, I was there for. So, well, I guess it doesn't make sense to be fat when you have to swim everywhere. <laughs> this is true and like maybe he has like a, a, a scooter seaweed. underwater scooter or something yes like 
the like they had lots of like vehicles and like underwater motorcycles and shit like that's that. true but most of them could swim around as fast as superman can fly why bother like what's the point mm-hmm. it was very it was very strange the way they like they're using animals as like rot like mounts but i'm like you can fly faster than that through this water i've seen you do it i think that might have been yeah that's true i mean it is also that the animals were all all the ones that were like carrying the wep- like big weapons and shit like true. that too yeah. and yeah. But I mean, like, even like the like, Ocean Master's riding like a seahorse or some shit at the end, right? And I'm like, why is yeah, he yeah. riding it? Like, he seems to be able to move around just as fast, if not faster, without it. Yeah. All right. Let's just, I'm, hey, they want to do fucking Game of Thrones underwater. Let's do Game of Thrones underwater. I'm in. Like, let's do a yeah. big battle scene. Where's my dragon? And, that, and that, and that fucking big battle scene was, was cool as shit. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> they did a good job. Like, everything looked great. Yeah. Like, they did such, like, I, again, totally flabbergasted by how much I enjoyed this movie. Because I was like, what the fuck? How's an Aquaman movie this good? Yeah. Shouldn't be this and way. it was one of those things where like because they're sort of in the water and things could you know it's not like a normal battle scene where you've just got team a running at team b kind of thing like because yeah. it's underwater there's that depth dimension or height dimension or whatever yeah. you want to call it as yeah. well and so it could get pretty easy to get disoriented as an audience in that but i thought that they shot it well enough and like you know the camera moves weren't like insane or anything that they kept you pretty well oriented in the battle and I had a I had a harder time following the one on one fight earlier on when he fought Ocean Master like and then before he, okay. like that that fight I was like oh shit okay like there's just because it's just the two figures kind of bashing into each other and then flying it's not as much frame of reference stuff. kind of thing yeah. yeah so there wasn't as much yeah. stuff they weren't slowly tracking that shot as much as they were in like the battle scene you were like we're really yeah. pulled back we like what what we're supposed to be paying attention to is in the middle of the screen we're shooting this right that other scene was like it looked cool but it was very frenetic and I wasn't really sure like there was definitely scenes where like you're kind of far away and one of them's holding the other and like flying down. And I'm like, who's holding who? Like, I don't know who's holding the other mm-hmm. down. Cause like the armor all look kind of the same by that point. And these, they're both wearing helmets. So who the fuck knows? It was yeah. like, that, that scene was a little awkward, cool fight, but like just kind of weirdly shot. But the big battle yeah. was like much nicer, like much better organized in terms of yeah, keeping the that. shots to put together, but it was cool as shit. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else in terms of uh, things that you enjoyed before we inevitably gripe? Inevitably gripe. What else did I enjoy? Um, I like the dad, and I like the little like him drinking, like the beat, like he J- takes his dad up for the dad Django Fett. Yes, yeah, the dad Django Fett. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah. Django Fett, eh? Yep, Tamora Morrison. Yeah, like I liked his, like his relationship with his dad and like that yeah. kind of stuff. Like he was super concerned when he almost died in the fucking tsunami and like. I liked those moments. And like the fact that he stopped and like thanked Mara for saving them. I was like, Oh, I, this character's not a piece of shit. Like he's I like that. Yeah. Like they did. And it was good. It was beats. really good casting. Like I yeah. fucking absolutely believe. And, and Jason Momoa and Tamora Morrison had pretty good chemistry back and forth. as yeah. like father and son too. Yeah. 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 They did a good job. And like, I could buy them as like, I almost, I mean, Hollywood father and son. Cause obviously like Jason Momoa is a God of some variety. Because I saw him without his shirt on, and I did not understand what I saw, but it looked good, so awesome. And like the other guy, probably not, doesn't look quite as, never probably looked quite as good with his shirt off as Jason Momoa does. So it's fair enough. Let's be fair; mo- most of us never have. Most never of us, will. most of us never will. Like never ever will. So, but yeah, lots of pretty people in this movie. So yeah. and Jason Momoa, like first amongst them, apparently. So. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably part of the reason why it's not a billion dollars. Just women just want to go watch this man. Like, oh yeah, there was a lot of Jason Momoa thirst. Yeah, I think I think about at least 
two to three hundred million dollars of that is just straight <laughs> out of Jason Momoa thirst. <laughs> hey, I'm no judgment, man. He looks he's a handsome boy. Like I'll <laughs> good on you. I'm sure yeah. that's why I'm sure that didn't hurt Paul's like running out to see it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do wish we maybe next week uh you should ask uh I'll Paul, I'll get on him. Uh, I'll get I'll get, do like get him to do like a five minute review or something. I like will I d- I just wanna I basically I, just wanna I, I, I want to hear I, I about wanted... thirst, actually. That's my real curiosity. She's <laughs> like, so how lusty, how frothy were your loins for Jason Momoa, Paul? Explain <laughs> to me the frothiness of your loins. Oh, that's gross. Because like, I, I, if you'd asked me if I thought that Paul would have enjoyed this, I would have said like, no. I think no, no. Hated this. Movie. No, he actually did. But... He did go on record saying he liked it. I don't know if he would be super happy that I outed him as saying that he liked it, but like, <laughs> he did say he enjoyed it. Like he, we were, we had originally planned to do this review a couple weeks ago. With Paul, like I think two or two weeks ago, we were kind of talking about something it. like that, yeah. But like, it, it just planning this podcast has turned into a goddamn <laughs> catastrophe the last <laughs> couple months. So, yeah. we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, Paul, will be on next week, so I'll get I'll get his thoughts on, uh, on Aquaman one. and Jason Momoa thirst and uh, <laughs> push up bras on Amber Heard and whatever. Like he's gonna care at all about that last topic, but. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of push-up involved in Amber Heard, hey for sure. She looked fucking great, so... She did look real good. And she was also fucking just badass character. Like, I was... Uh, I want more like, merits. Again, they like, could have like made her, like, Super 1D, and, but they didn't. They yeah. took the time and really fleshed her out. And Fraser, did her justice. But, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. And you punned at the same time. You're, we're getting good at this podcasting thing, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> Whether we mean to or not. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, like inadvertently just kind of happening. Just... <laughs> Through sheer fucking attrition at this point. <laughs> if you do something 150 times, you'll get good at it. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Anything else, or, or can we gripe? Well, you can gripe all you want. Yeah. I'm, what I have to really gripe about, aside from the fucking length of this movie. like That was my big one, yeah. Oh I, think, I think it was, I'm going to say 15 to 20 minutes over long. I think that there were some of the segments, particularly in terms of like the hunt for the original trident that uh drug on a little bit and yeah probably that, that segment and there was some plot yeah. like some stuff where like he when he first gets to atlantis and it's more like we're doing palace intrigue where i was like let's yeah choppy chop there was like yeah there was act act, act two drag especially like act yeah. one was pretty uh pretty tight act three was pretty tight act two was like okay like i I'm get that they were this. like they're doing a lot of world building here, but like, and as much as I like, I hate to say it, it's almost like having the two villains, like having the Black Manta villain in there added a little bit too much weight to the movie. You know what I mean? Like just in terms of like how much shit yeah. I have keeping track of and stuff like that or mm-hmm. like a, a long movie. My problem being that like, I would rather not lose Black Manta and probably lose Ocean Master, but then the main plot of the movie is fucking gone. And you're just fucked totally at that point. So it's yeah. like, what do you do? I kept like going back and forth on like whether after leaving this movie on like whether it was too much having both of them in this movie and Black Manta being somewhat of a henchman for Ocean Master or, or a pawn of Ocean Master for a bit. I mean, eventually Ocean Master or Black Manta really Black comes Manta. into his own and, you know, says, no, fuck you. I'm done with this kind of thing. This is your yeah. fight. But yeah, I, I could have had. I think I could have enjoyed a movie just as much, if not more, that only had one of the two villains. Yeah, they would have obviously I, had to make some concessions and some major changes, but and like, and then we would have. I think I feel like at that point you would have lost out on, excuse me, having a Black Manta, which would have been a bummer because he's very like that's the villain that I recognize as an Aquaman villain. Ocean Master, I have no fucking idea. 
I'm sure it's a real thing, but like, oh yeah, he's he's one of yeah he's one of like Aquaman's top three villains or something like that. I'd say. Yeah, but like Aquaman's top three villains, like that means mm-hmm. fucking nothing to me. So <laughs> I mean, I know I know Black Manta because his outfits like it's basically the outfits iconic, and like mm-hmm. the character has become so badass over the last like 10, 15 years that like you can't like you hear about how cool he is in doing badass shit in Aquaman books, even if you don't necessarily read the Aquaman Yeah, somebody book. will share a couple pages or something like yeah. that on like Reddit or like, Facebook or something. Yeah. Be like, hey, look at this shit. Yeah, it's, it's like, badass. oh shit, Black Manta's fucking cool as shit. I'm still not yeah. going to read a fucking Aquaman book, but like, respect <laughs> on Black Manta right there. Good times. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm aware that he's awesome, but like, maybe he didn't need to be in this movie. Maybe they just didn't need to use him as much. Maybe like, after he gets knocked out that first time in the suit, they like, that's it, which it kind of was, right? Yeah. They don't really come back too much, but like, maybe that would have been it for me after that. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I think the issue now is that I don't know really where they go for a sequel, which obviously they're going to fucking make because this movie made a billion dollars. Yeah, but, like they have to make a sequel. I just like don't know what the fuck they do now. Like, yeah, that's where I'm I like, mean, what, like, what do you do? Unless yeah. they get him to buddy cop with one of the other characters now. Like, they've got all these people they've hired to do shit. Maybe they throw Ragnarok it and like throw an Aquaman Flash movie or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, like just team them up with somebody because like, what the fuck else are you going to do with all these characters that just kind of exist now and like you've established mm-hmm. and don't really have plans for? So, yeah, maybe you do do that, like an Aquaman Flash movie. I have no fucking frame of reference for what that ends up being, but yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to sit down and give it a shot if it's this good. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Besides the the length, this movie does barely pass the Bechtel test. Uh, in terms of female characters actually interacting with each other, not just talking about the male characters kind of thing. Did, did Mara and Nicole Kidman talk to each other? Like, did Amber Heard and Nicole barely, Kidman Barely, and that's why I say that it barely... Yeah, they do a little bit, but... But they're talking about him, aren't they? Like, I don't... Yeah, so, so like, it's... It doesn't even really... Yeah, it doesn't... I didn't even think about that, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm like, this is a dude movie with dudes in it. Like, there's not yeah. really, like... like <laughs> I'm like, yes, there's ladies around, but, like... Clearly, the original intent on having Amber Heard here in that outfit is just so that I look at her, not so that she does anything important. Yeah. And then the same with Nicole Kidman. Like, granted, looks amazing. Like, I wasn't expecting any of that shit. So, like, I don't know what's going on there. But this is like, this is a Jason Momoa does Jason Momoa things movie kind of thing. (laughs) And I mean, like, we already said that, you know, when the female characters were there, they were pretty fucking badass. They're pretty cool. yeah. Yeah. It's not like they were just there as scenery or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, I could have had maybe one or two more female characters, maybe in place. Maybe you don't put Volko in this movie, and you put like there are like other female characters in the yeah. Aquaman books that you could have pulled and put in there, sort of in his in that role in that more. I feel like then you're just into the same kind of thing as Aquaman, where like you have his like hot female coach also teaching him how to be a warrior, which is like well. We did this in the other, or you have like too, an right? older female or something like that that is, uh, you know, advising him politically or something like that. I don't. Know. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, but then you get into like Last Jedi comparisons, and you really want to like get into that now, like. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other big one for me is that the romance between Arthur and Mara, there wasn't much chemistry there for me. It felt a little bit like forced and by the numbers, and yeah, I didn't like. I didn't mind when they got together because I was like, this is like, I mean, you knew it was you knew gonna it happen. was going. Yeah, exactly. You so know, I was coming. like, I was like, I know this. I know this beat's going to happen. She like she got some good leg creep on him when she kissed him in the battle scene, though. I was like, that's pretty hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she slides her leg up on yeah. up on his hip or whatever. 
Yeah. I was like, yeah. it's pretty sexy. Good times. But I mean, yeah, like, like their chemistry was fine. Like when they're bantering back and forth, I was like, this is fun. But it didn't feel like sexy time banter. It felt more like, God, this guy's annoying fucking banter. Yeah, this guy's so, a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that it once she switches to like, I'm in love with you, I was like, Yeah. It feels a little unearned, but all right. I mean, he is <laughs> very they, pretty. Yeah. Like he and is I, super pretty. So like I'm not gonna whatever, cast aspersions on her for just like <laughs> thirsting for jason momoa the same way everybody else in the audience was so and i was happy that they sort of hung a lamp lampshade on the fact that he was being this like kind of alpha male like if it doesn't work i'm gonna punch it kind of thing and she you know she was the more like level-headed like no come on you need to actually like put some fucking thought into shit and yeah like be a king yeah not a child so yeah exactly but that those were the biggest ones for me like i didn't have a whole lot that i said it could have been a little shorter but besides that I didn't really have anything that I was like, fuck, that was terrible and really took me out of it or anything like that. I would have liked there to have been a bit more, I guess, like, he does have a pretty good, de- like, a decent little character development, like Ocean Master at the end. But I'm like, I just, I don't know. That, he felt very flat to me until the end when he started to kind of, like, be defeated and come around kind of thing. Where they yeah. A little bit yeah, more dimension. At first, I was like, all right, he's just, like, basically paying Republican asshole number two in, like, action movie you know what i mean so all right yeah this is what we're doing yeah out of everyone i would say that patrick wilson was probably if i had to say like that guy was there just for the paycheck i think it i would say that it was him that was really there like just to just so he could say that he did another comic book movie or something yeah it's possible and either that or just like i don't know maybe like the script let him down or something like that like i've seen him in stuff where i remember him being good and i'm like he like i know he can act so like why didn't you give him I don't know. Maybe it's just, I think it was just the role I didn't like. I don't know. Like yeah. that was kind of the weak point for me. Like that's why I'm so loath to be like, yeah, let's just cut Black Manta out. Cause like I felt the mean villain was kind of like, didn't have any character to him. Whereas like the Black Manta character, I was like, fuck, that guy's awesome and badass. And like, I want to see what he's doing all the time. I want that solo movie more than I want anything else in this movie. Yeah. Basically at this point, it's just like, can we just have those two guys, like him and Jason Momoa, beat each other up for two hours? That's your sequel, really. That's what they have to do is just have it be Black Manta and Aquaman pound the shit out of each other for two hours. Because yeah. what else are you going to do at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are other storylines. There, there's no other like real big Aquaman villains I could think that would necessarily work on big screen. But there are other storylines and other like lesser known villains that they could go to. So or they do like a villain team up or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. They could pull a Justice League villain if they really have to. They don't really seem to be doing anything. Like, they have access to everything. It's not like a Marvel yeah. situation where they, they have, like, oh, we don't have any villains. They can just go and pull anybody they want. Yeah. So, like, if they really want to do a sequel where, like... They do, like, a fish out of water sort of thing where, like, it's, yeah. you know, it only... After, like, the first half hour, he's, like, out of his element and, yeah. you know, trying to... Yeah, something like that. Stuck stuck having to take down the Joker. I mean, not the Joker. You're not going to do that. But, like, to <laughs> take down somebody else's villain. Yeah, Something yeah. like... I don't know, like he has to deal with Brainiac or something because Superman's off fucking world or whatever. Like that would be, especially this character, because he's such a fucking like kind of a clod. It would be entertaining to watch him fumble his way through that probably. Or you get, you start going back to those new gods kind of characters, like because there's, you know, there are like mythological elements to that Aquaman character sort of thing or, or there's precedent, right? Like he was there when Steppenwolf got taken down. So eventually somebody's going to come for revenge and he's the bruiser. Like they paint him as the, the bruiser of that team. So yeah. Or even the first one to go take a swing. You know what you do is you have him fucking go against Poseidon in the next movie. 
That would be fucking cool. Isn't he kind of already like DC Poseidon, basically with the Trident now? No, well, like the, he talks to fish and shit. But uh, the Trident. W- but you want like the real, like the yeah, real, the real, like, like actual, like God, Greek. Greek God Poseidon or something, like God of the Ocean see, kind of thing. Poseidon. See, there you go. That's your buddy movie, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, beat up Poseidon. Yeah. Yes, there's your there's your buddy movie. Yeah, DC, hire me. I will write your fucking script. Yeah, this absolutely. Week. And then, I am unemployed as a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Could use the work, DC. Yeah, I would. I would love that. That that would be really cool. Or may- maybe not even just Poseidon, but like the entire like pantheon, pantheon, or Greek gods, or something like that. Wait, now we're now we're you know what we just did? We just created DC God of War. <laughs> so I don't know if that works out. Although now I'm thinking of a Wonder Woman God of War game, like style game, and I'm like I'm into this idea. You could do. Uh, I need to start writing it? notes. <laughs> <laughs> there was maybe five or somewhere between five and ten years ago. There was a pretty cool wonder woman run that had sort of reimagined versions of all those greek gods like they were basically sort of gods walking among us kind of thing wasn't that the azarella run yes the azarella run those would be cool versions to realize in the dceu and then have like we had like jason momoa and uh gal beat the shit out of them yeah i'm all into this i'm into this idea now yeah that's like that's that's a lot of pretty people also wandering around beating each other up yeah absolutely i'm all for more pretty people beating each other up (laughs) All right. Well, do you have anything else, or do you want to you want to go ahead and give this a rating and some final thoughts? Yeah, let's do that. That sounds good. We've been uh, we've been rambling for a while now. So. All right, go ahead. What's your what would you rate Aquaman? I give Aquaman a solid eight point five out of ten. It was a good movie. Wow. I enjoyed it more than almost any other. Actually, you know what? I had less problems with Aquaman than I had any other DC movie because I had a ton of problems with the end of Wonder Woman. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, yeah, it's Act Three of Wonder Woman. The end fucking bit hard of Wonder Woman. The rest of it's great, but like the end sucks. This movie, like, yes, third act or second act drag, but like, I didn't necessarily feel like it while I was in the theater and it finishes strong. So I'm like, I'm in. And like, I don't know. I think maybe because I wasn't expecting anything. I had high hopes for Wonder Woman and they were met, but like with reservations. Whereas this one, I was like, went in with fast and furious expectations and I was blown (laughs) away. So I'm like, all right, this is a much like, I don't know if this is a better movie than Wonder Woman necessarily, but it caught me off guard in a more positive way than Wonder Woman did. Yeah. So, okay. I quite enjoyed, but like I, I'm on board for more Jason Momoa bombing around pretending to be Aquaman. So nice, good times. Good. It's always nice when uh, when we go in and think, I'm not sure what we're going to think about this, and we come out surprised because yeah, was I was I was as well. Like I was expecting to enjoy it, but enjoy it because I'm a DC fan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely enjoyed it. I think I would have even if I wasn't like a you know in the fucking bag for it already. And that's the thing, like, I'm not, like, I don't know this corner of the DC universe well enough to be, like, like, I'm invested as a comic book fan, obviously, but, like, I don't know this stuff, like, the way you would know it. Mm-hmm. So I was super lost a lot of the time, but I still had a good time watching it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I know more about Aquaman than the average motherfucker does, but, like, that's not a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms of rating, I'd probably, I don't know if I'd go eight and a half. I think I'd go solid, like, eight out of ten. And just again because it was a little bit over long there were a couple of things here and there that i was just like and eh, that didn't really work for me and part of it probably is because i have a little bit of a personal bias against uh jason momoa that's fair but yeah i mean i definitely it's one of those ones that i think well i guess not that many people did really sleep on it because it made a fucking billion dollars but yes what i mean like it's not like it's got slept on like the movie yeah. made a fucking shit ton of money to the point where like i was shamed into going to see it three weeks later because like but but the weird thing i didn't thing, know what the fuck was going on <laughs> but the weird thing is is 
is it's not one of those ones that's been getting a lot of talk. Like it, it's made a shitload of money. Probably a lot of that is made in foreign markets. Yeah. You know, China and stuff like that. But you know, it's not like Infinity War that spawned a million fucking memes or like Black Panther, which was like a fucking cultural movement. This was just a fun movie that people went out and saw and enjoyed. And, you know, nobody really talked a huge amount about it kind of thing. Uh, like kind of like that last Sony movie, you know, the Venom one, because they made oh, a, a bunch of money that people just went and saw for some reason. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't, no, point, I don't think it's fair talking about this in the same breath as that fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> I think I just think it's funny that they made it that much. Like they both made a ton of money and like the expectations being so low for both movies that I was like, I think they just got everybody program programmed to just go fucking see these movies now. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Cause like, <laughs> how do you get that? How do you explain a billion dollar Aquaman movie? <laughs> I don't. I just. I just. I'm happy for it. Just, I mean, because it means happy, we're going to get more DC movies, and that's happy I'm that happy it's there. It. Obviously, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, great. But like, in your heart of hearts, Tim, as a comic book fan, <laughs> explain a billion dollar Aquaman movie. Like, okay, think about it this way. Let's go back to episode one. We get to go into Eric's basement and be like, hey assholes we're gonna be able to do this stupid show for 130 episodes well three of us are (laughs) but we'll we'll let you guys guess who those three are (laughs) anyway also aquaman is gonna make a billion dollars at the box office (laughs) promise what do you think episode one mark and tim say they're like no "No fucking there's no fucking way that ever first of all there's no fucking way i'll say it never fucking gets made and tim (laughs) will say that never makes a billion dollars at the very least that's the minimum (laughs) of what gets said there so fair enough they did really good yeah. with this movie. So but Good job. This makes me even more excited for that uh, Swamp Thing series that James Wan is also working on for the DC Universe yeah. streaming service. So Yeah, they should just bring him aboard to, like, you know, run things. Yeah, or be in some spot. Or, yeah, be be seriously involved in the, in the DC EU overall, for sure. Yeah, because he uh, seems to have a fucking good grasp on how to, like, make these movies and make them different from, um, different enough from Marvel that, like, they don't you're not aping all of that style. Yeah. Yeah. It's their own thing, but they're just that much fun. Like it was, it was that kind of fun. It felt Marvel movie fun, which I mean, you don't want to constantly be comparing them, but I don't say that. And it's like, I don't say that often. It's not faint praise for me to say this is Marvel movie fun. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well then let's move on to our final segment, which is geek cred, which we don't have a stink for. So I don't have to do another lonely sting. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is just where uh, each of us goes around and recommends something for our audience, whether it's something new, something old, just something we dig that we think that uh, some some or all of you might dig too. So, Mark, what are you giving your geek cred to this week? Uh, I'm going to give it to my geek of the week, actually. I think people should go see this Reign of the Superman movie. Basically, I want you to watch it so we can talk about it at some point. Yeah, I will. It was fun. Oh, and the, you're a big Superman nerd. I like talking to Superman. <laughs> I like getting real nerdy with Tim about Superman is one of my few joys in life at this point because like... <laughs> He knows so much about such a goofy character that <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Such a goofy character it. that started this whole genre that we both love. We both adore. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, so for my part, mine is also going to be related to my geek of the week. Uh, it's something I can't remember if I've geek credited this before. Uh, me being the uh, anal retentive member of our podcast, I do keep a list or started keeping a list. 20 episodes back of what I'd been geek credding and I don't think I've done this yet but 
It is Wow, that's a good idea. I should start doing that also. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It is a podcast, a Disney Parks podcast that is called uh, Window to the Magic. And what it does is it is uh, this guy that wears binaural uh, microphones in his ears and then goes into parks uh, like Disney World, Disneyland, mostly Disneyland because he's based in California, and just like walks around like... Uh, goes and does a couple of rides or something like that recording them and because it's in like binaural audio if you wear headphones you can like hear it and like it feels like you're there he'll go see like shows he'll go at different times of year so if you want to be like i feel like going to disneyland at christmas today then you pull up that episode and you load it in and just walk around and it's just it's a very calming and relaxing thing for me and it's especially lately things have been kind of chaotic in my life so it's been uh, helpful to have that to sort of de-stress and just keep me relaxed. Sounds like, AS, uh, what is it, AMSR, ASMR? It is. It's AS, ASMR for Disney nerds. So, you know, if okay. you like just that feeling of being in the parks and sort of the music that they pipe in and the noises of the trains going around and that kind of thing, it's it's for you. And there's like 500 plus episodes of it. Holy shit, really? <laughs> yeah, this guy's been doing it for like so- for like 10 years. So when Tim Twelve, quits the podcast, years, like it'll be, yeah. So when Tim quits, when Tim quits the podcast, it'll be because that guy's hired him to go fucking work on this other <laughs> podcast, and we wanders around Disney parks all goddamn day. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think it's a paying gig, but maybe, probably not. But <laughs> I don't, I don't know that you'd have to pay me for it. So <laughs> I, I was just gonna say you probably don't have to pay you too much to get you into that. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, so called Window to the Magic on iTunes and all your normal podcast places, as are we. So if you're not already subscribed to our podcast, you can do so on uh, Stitcher or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or our actual like original native feed, which is on Libsyn. If you have seen Aquaman or have not seen it and want to tell us your reasons for not seeing it, then uh, you can do so. Uh, we're pretty active on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. I know that there have been some comments on some of our posts the last couple of weeks from some of our usual crew, our most uh, common commenters that I have not gone back and really responded to. So I've just been kind of busy, but I will eventually. Some of you know that I just go back and just fucking like a bunch of comments and shit like that all at once. <laughs> in like a quick spurt so yeah we will be uh we'll try to be more aware of what's going on <laughs> social media wise i've been a little blacked out as well this last couple of weeks have been uh one day i think the the whole the the whole dance robot dance team is going to have to like tell the tale of like basically like november through now because yeah. it seems like all of us months. have been going through yeah a bunch of shit <laughs> and not really talking to each other about it so we're all just kind of like doing stuff and being like yeah everything's real fucking stressful right now let's just do a podcast have some fun and then just not talk about anything yeah. else this is our escape. That's been. This is our escape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's been going on. Yeah. We'll probably hear more about it coming, coming up real soon. So. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, Spoilers. And uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter, where we are less active. I need to actually download like a Twitter app. <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, you know, post on that Twitter account <laughs> sometimes. Like I do. I like stuff on it a lot, but like I don't usually like. Yeah post on it too, too our uh, our twitter is uh, at drd underscore podcast you can send us an email at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com with that we i think can say good night so say good night mark good night everybody and i'm tim i thank you again for listening and good night and i don't know i don't know i don't have an out for this one
God damn it. I'm not doing real well on outs lately. Just go no, go really go talk to some fish, maybe? Maybe don't. That's <laughs> fucking weird in the real world. <laughs> just go talk to some, just go 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 ride a giant seahorse. The I feel like the aquarium will probably frown on that too. <laughs> you're probably gonna get arrested, but like, <laughs> hey, have fun while you're riding in the cop car. Yeah. All right. Good night, that's, everybody. That's how we're ending this week's episode, <laughs> I guess. We're all we're getting sued this week. It's gonna probably. Be awesome. It's okay.